Hey, I'm Brenda. She, her. Uh, hey, I'm Austin. He, him. And this is Secret, Secret History, History of, of Nerd, Nerd Mysteries. second episode of history of nope that's not what it's called <laughs> with mysteries of secret 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 mysteries of nerd histories that's what we are my name is host brenda my, <laughs> my, my name is also host austin we have the first <laughs> it's really weird when pe- people walk into a room, they're like, hey, host, and we both go, what? In unison. Me? <laughs> Atashi? <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how is it? How is it? Um, it's surprisingly sunny today, which is pretty great. Uh, I record in a dungeon basement, which is also my work office. And um, I was really afraid it was going to be freezing because like last week when we recorded, by the time we were done recording, my feet we're just like a solid block of ice. They're completely frozen. But today, not so much. I'm also sitting on my feet to negate that problem. That's a good, that's a, that's what we call in the business of podcasting, everybody a pro move. That's don't, do not attempt, only professionals. Your feet can't get cold if you sit on them. <laughs> so not everyone can do this. So be careful. Be careful. How is your day going? It's going swell. I took... I, I have a dog. Uh, her name's Opal. I took her on a walk. Um, she was mostly not a fan because with the sun comes every single dad cutting the grass. Uh, oh, no. My Opal. <laughs> and it's as as this recording, it's still pandemic time. Everybody stay stay home if you can. Um, yeah, please stay home. But every I live in like a. It's like slowly turning into a blue collar area. Grand Rapids is pretty blue collar overall, but like my area mm. is like half college renters and like half people who own their home. Um, and so every single dad is just home and he's like, ah, shit, <laughs> it's before 10 o'clock on a weekday and I'm home. Better cut the grass. <laughs> I'm like, you cut. <laughs> I, I legitimately was like, I think you cut your grass yesterday. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you? Do you just need to go outside? Like, do you need a second hobby besides tending to your lawn and cutting your grass? <laughs> I think everyone needs a second hobby. Yeah, I can't really talk because we've been taking down problematic trees in our yard. So, like, we had like we we have a couple acres of land. My, I live at my parents right now. Um, we have a couple acres of land, and this one tree that's been dead in the backyard just kind of fell over. And so, like, we've been out there with like a chainsaw and clippers. And just like collecting all of this wood to get it out of the backyard. And then we're like, oh, well, there's this tree kind of over the pool that, you know, drops shit into the pool and (laughs) clogs the filters. So like, what if we took that one down too? And then we're like, oh, there's a willow tree in the front yard that's half dead. And it it could fall on the house someday. Let's take that one down too. So I've just been, uh, my dad referred to me. (laughs) 
and my brother as the tree bitches because we just go outside oh, no. and pick up sticks all day. <laughs> He's like, where are my tree bitches? And my mom was like, do you mean Brenda? And he, he was like, I mean both Brenda and Matt. <laughs> so I've been getting exercises by picking up sticks all day. Nice. I mean, that's, that's not nothing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like a lot of bend down, pick up stick, put stick in wagon pick up other stick just a whole tree of sticks on the ground um so we've been saying the word stick a lot and it really it really makes me think about how excited i am to get into what we're going to talk about today yes i absolutely have no clue what it is oh, which yeah. was the original premise of the podcast and that we would bring secret this is the secret part of the secret histories because one week one of the hosts has no idea what's going on right we broke that rule last week because we both collectively decided to talk about Chuck E. Cheese, but this week I'm going in completely and irrevocably blind. So, so <laughs> you know, if anyone here is a comic book fan, or honestly, if you, can, if you don't live under a rock, you know of the superhero Daredevil. Um, Who's may, that? Daredevil? Oh boy. So, this is funny because we're not talking about Daredevil. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, oh! But uh, Daredevil is a superhero uh, Marvel Comics, Matt Murdock. He's a blind lawyer who has, like, extrasensory abilities. But it makes me think of Stick because of the trainer of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Splinter. Uh, Today we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Oh, that's good because, like, I missed the turtle train. I got really into Power Rangers, but just, Mm. like, turtles just did not... I remember watching the cartoon, which I think was like, it was on the outs. It was still on TV, but like yeah. it wasn't as popular. We missed like that 80s boat. Yeah, we both, we both, I was, were we born the same year? I was born in 1991. Oh, me too. Okay. So we, we are just the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were born a year after the live action, which like was kind of the, that was kind of the end of the wave is like the live action series. And then. So we got like the, we, we like saw the 80s cartoon, like the commercial, the not the commercials, the uh, reruns were still airing and there, there was a live action movie, obviously. Um, oh, sorry. The live action movie is the highest gross, was the highest grossing independent film at the time. It was, it was the highest grossing film of, uh, the highest grossing independent film of the entire decade until 1999 when the Blair Witch Blair Witch Project came out. It almost made it out as like the highest grossing independent film uh, of the whole decade. So wild. Yeah, I mean, it made $202 million in 1990. Jeez. Do you know how much a movie ticket cost in 1990 on average? Five bucks? It's $4.11. (laughs) $4.11. So So cheap. Yeah. In my head, that's still how much it costs to go to the movies. (laughs) And then I go to get a movie ticket. Or like seven bucks, which is like what it was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I like go to the movie and they're like, that'll be like 15 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not even seeing this in 3D. You're like, I'm wait, seeing wait, this. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> normal definition. Just a normal ass screen. You're like, wait, let me show you my college ID that's totally not expired. How much is it again? And they're like, oh, sorry, $12. Wait, wait, no, my college, I'm a student. I, this, is, this is not, ex- I promise. I promise I'm still totally a student. Hey, up until this year, I could still use my college ID because the expiration date got cut off in, when it was printed. So through like the whole of like the 
the before 2020, so when there was just like 201 mm-hmm. and then another number, I could still use my ID to get a discount. But it's not enough. My uh student ID from the le- I went to uh grad school. So my student ID from my mm-hmm. grad school doesn't have an expiration date like at all. So <laughs> Oh yeah. I just I I make sure that boy looks fresh and clean. I don't put it I only put it in my wallet for movies cuz I don't want it to fade. So I just bring mm-hmm. it out. For, I'm like, oh yeah, here's my here's my student ID, and they're like, hmm. And uh, I'm uh, I'm black, everybody, and so I just look. I've looked the same age since I was like 12. So <laughs> you're done aging. <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, I guess you look the exact same as this picture, and I'm like, hey, damn right I do. But yeah, then so I mean, I think about the movie a lot, uh, which is how we how I got to this point of wanting to talk about the Ninja Turtles. Just like the movie, I recently on twitter defended how good the movie is um because i don't the movie's not a bad movie frankly the i think the coolest thing about the movie to me is the action shots the action shots are not afraid to show you the full shot because usually especially in the 90s like think about uh the mortal Kombat movie which was also a 90s film franchise based off of a kids thing quote unquote like a video game um mm-hmm. And that movie had so many close-up action shots. It's, like, pretty traditional in action movies, especially at the time. It's it's less common now because we use CGI. So you can CGI, like, out any inconsistency you have in your choreography, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But when they was just, like, straight up, here's two actual real-life humans fighting, like, choreographed. Like, you do a lot of, like, close-up shots so you don't see the inconsistencies in the choreography where they had to like stop so someone didn't actually get kicked or whatever you know but the ninja Mm -hmm. turtles movie doesn't use a single close-up shot for the action um every single shot is either uh i don't know film terms so someone will probably be like that's not the film term but all the shots are like the full shot or like a close-up of the two bodies but never like and then you see a hand hitting a face like you always see all of it um which is, Which is really impressive. Sorry. Yeah, no, it is. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really impressive because, like, you have, like, the main characters of this film are in giant, partially animatronic suits. <laughs> uh, not for the fight scenes. They just had normal, non-animatronic suits. Yeah. But, like, having impressive fight scenes like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie does with a big suit involved is incredible with the budget they had. Yeah, their budget was only 13 it's 12 or 13 million it's like not it's like not a lot of money um and a lot of that would have had to go into engineering the suits oh yeah for, i'm sure i mean the people in the movie uh to my like they they're all very talented people that in my opinion are pretty good at their craft but they didn't they weren't getting like a list celebrities they were i mean the movie itself got made because people it's just like people who like the Ninja Turtles, like they didn't, they went to Disney. Disney said no to, to like produce the movie. They went to MGM. They went to Paramount. Like nobody wanted to even distribute it. Like they were like, we, we have paid, <laughs> like we have paid the <laughs> money to make this movie. We just need to put it in theaters. And people are like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> it was like, to my understanding, it was like Zero Hour and New Line Cinema, who ended up distributing the movie, picked it up. Um, 
because it was just like people who love the Ninja Turtles. Uh, so, and I think something else that's interesting too, still on the movie, is like the movie blends the 80s cartoon and the 80s comic book, which are two very different things. Oh, yeah. Like the 80s comic book is like gritty and super adult. And then the cartoon is like, probably the silliest iteration of the turtles yeah the one that's like the most popular pop culture to this day yeah and it's it's what i find funny what i find cool about the movie is the movie starts and it wasn't something i realized until i saw this youtube video while like researching this podcast that i'll uh um we'll show you later brenda but and I, the YouTube video is by me. I have their name. Yeah. Magic Carp Used Fly <laughs> is their YouTube name. Uh, <laughs> and the name, the name of the video is why the teenage ninja, why the teenage ninja turtles. The movie is so good. Nineteen. That's the name of the video. If you want to find it. And then if you send me the link, I'll put that in the show notes. We have show notes. I'm. Uh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. We're legit. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll put it in the show notes like a real podcast um but in the movie in this uh video they talked about how hype it was to see the turtles live action because like we said at the start like we got everything from the turtles all at once pretty much like it was all done until the wave in the 2000s um so i saw the movie and was just like oh yeah the ninja turtles like of course but this was like a big like people weren't sure how they were gonna look like this was a huge deal mm-hmm. Um, so when the movie starts, you get like you see the scene. There's a scene of them like peeking out of the sewer grate. There's a scene of them rescuing April, but it's just like some shadowy figures and everything. Um, and then it gets to them going down to the sewer, um, and you hear them talking, and you see their shadow. And right before they jump into the frame, the frame freezes, and it's like Teenage Ninja Turtles the movie, like you know, very nineties. Um, yeah. And so I went back and rewatched it since then. I'm like, that it's a really good suspenseful scene to like seeing these like main characters of the film. Everyone go watch the movie. Sorry. I, I love the movie. Yeah, I, no. I know about other stuff of these this brand, but the movie is very good. The movie's kind of what like has stood the test of time. Turtles is like maybe more popular now than it was when we were a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the cartoons have been on consistently for like years i guess that last one on nickelodeon the cgi one was like really really popular yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of good things about that one and the current one rise of tmnt i think it's called mm-hmm. uh i asked i asked over on twitter while i was researching this just like what's your favorite ninja turtles thing and a lot of people have said the last cartoon from nickelodeon and rise of tmnt because they they found a way to get more into it like we've had like this cartoon renaissance right and like the last Ninja Turtles series dealt with them, like, Splinter dies, and he stays dead, and they have to deal with, like, their dad dies, um, and how to navigate that as, I mean, they're kids, they're teenagers, um, yeah, but I think that's really good, I think it's, because, I mean, like, parents will die one day, so it, it is yeah, very sad. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we wouldn't have seen that in 90s. I feel like in 90s shows, people didn't really die. Uh, yeah, something I think is really cool about the film, the 1990 film, 
is they kind of touch on that and that like somewhere towards the beginning like splinter i think it's right after they because that them rescuing april is their first fight on the surface as like crime fighters uh mm-hmm. and they come back and they tell him like yeah we totally did it we saved someone for the first time he's like yes good just like i taught you also one day i'm gonna die you'll have to deal with that uh it's pretty much the conversation he has with them it's just like you ch- you will have to watch out for each other as like a family because i won't be here to guide you forever and i think it's like whoa your kids just like fought crime and you're like anyway dad's gonna die one day and that's like the whole theme of the film is like yeah People how die. yeah he'll he'll die and like how do they deal with that because he gets spoiler he gets kidnapped and like tortured and like the turtles are like a mess they have this arc of them at um april o'neill's uh like family barn and that's like that's like so iconic to me and i know know that is like directly from the uh comic run in the 80s that i'll talk a little bit about and they anytime anytime i hear about the ninja turtles revisiting that arc like that they're gonna have like a sad barn arc i'm like i'm there that's like my favorite ninja turtle shit is like them being sad at a barn As opposed to uh, Age of Ultron, where the Avengers are sad at a barn, this is a good, sad barn scene. It's, it's a good, sad barn scene. You know, I never realized, I, oh man, I wish I could, I want to research it more. I'm like, did they do the, was it, did they start the sad barn? But they couldn't have, there's probably like an old American novel that does that, right? I don't know. Age of Ultron was Joss Whedon, so he could have just seen <laughs> turtles or red turtles and been like, oh, they're gonna they they're at a sad barn. What if the Avengers went to Hawkeye's stupid farm? I hate Hawkeye's farm so bad. It is my least favorite thing in every Avengers movie. I the entirety of Iron Man 2, still better than Wow Age of Ultron when they visit Hawkeye's stupid barn. Wow. Hey, I, I I guess running trend on this podcast, Brenda once a week is just gonna be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna fucking fight that thing. And this week it's Hawkeye's Barn. <laughs> Hawkeye's Barn. Every time like I watch like any Avengers movie where they go to that barn, because there's a couple now, I'm always just like, oh barn. <laughs> the barn. Oh boy, the barn. Uh <laughs> 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 So you know, I guess like we we I, we try not to do super intro stuff, because uh, you could Google when the turtles were started. I mean, they began in 1984, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter L- Laird. 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 I think it's Laird. What Brenda said. Uh, <laughs> I definitively, I think it's Laird. I know I've seen. I watched like the episode of uh, the Toys That Made Us mm-hmm. on Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> sure it was layered but i could be wrong um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i think what's interesting is those two met in 1981 they had both turned in like work to i forget which comic company but they both were like turning in work like the portfolios to try and get a job essentially as comic artists and this company was Mm -hmm. like no but we met this dude who draws like you you could be like friends or something which is i'm like that's nice at least like there was an internet to meet people like other artists you know so uh they met and they hit it off and they in 83 
I think Laird moved in with Eastman and his girlfriend. It may have been vice versa. And they started a studio called Mirage Studios because they didn't have a real studio. It was their living room with, like, a drawing table. <laughs> um, And after they had, like, this night of just, like, goofing off, which I think anyone can relate to. You're just with your friends and you're like, hey, what if a turtle had a sword? And they, <laughs> they did that and they they passed sketches back and forth, like, turtles with ninja weapons until... They had the idea to just like make it a book, um, and they they ran with it. Um, so it was nineteen eighty four, and they use it was like it 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 honestly y'all said it was like Captain Planet of making this thing because it was like Kevin Eastman's tax return and then like Peter's savings and um. Then they got a loan from Kevin Eastman's uncle, and with that, they published Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. They made 3,000 copies, and the rest, as they say, is history. It, they made some copies. They put it, they had enough money to take out one ad in, uh, like, you know, like the comic, the big book where you order comics from. I forget the name now. Brenda knows it. Oh. Oh, yes, the Diamond Previews catalog. Yes. <laughs> um, How could I forget? Uh, fond, <laughs> fond memories, I'm sure. Um, I worked at a comic book store for five years. <laughs> so they, they ran an ad in that, and then they uh, sold out of their 3,000 copies, which they never thought would happen, because the book was mostly a like spin-off spoof of the four most popular comics at the time. There's a lot of fours in their history. Um, this is why I thought of Daredevil, because it was a spoof on Frank Miller's Daredevil and Ronin, and also New Mutants from Marvel, and Dave Sims's Cerbe- Cerber- Cerebus. Is it Cerebus. Thank you. Cerebus. It's not Cerberus. Cerberus. It's Cerebus. <laughs> it's not Cerberus. It's Cerebus. Cerebus. <laughs> it looks like Cerberus. It sure Everyone does. Everyone definitely does call it Cerberus. It's Cerebus. Cerebus. I'm not a real fan. I'm a fake fan, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, if if people forget Cerebus, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so neat to me about it's like the turtle. If you read issue one from Eastman and Laird for Turtles, is it's so clearly heavily like rip ripping on Daredevil to the point like the ooze that spills on them, Brenda. Instead of <laughs> it falls off this truck and it hits a boy in the head that looks just like Matt Murdock, who is Daredevil, everybody, and then falls on the turtles instead. I did know this fact and I was just like, I'm not going to say it because I feel like Austin's going to say <laughs> it. I'm so, it's my favorite fact. It's so good. It's just like, hey, it's one of those facts that I like bring to like bars to impress people where I'm like, hey. <laughs> Did you know that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the ooze is the same thing that blinded Matt Murdock? It's the same ooze. That's neat. That's neat, isn't it? <laughs> Tell me it's neat. <laughs> it's it's really, it's really, it works really great at weddings. Because anytime I go to a wedding, I, it's like, there's a bunch of normies, you know? And then there's like four yeah. other comic people. And we all have our one interest, our super interesting fact. And everyone's like, did you, uh... 
did you know about this Ninja Turtles thing? And usually you're like the only one. It's a weird, and now everyone who listens can be that person. So you're welcome. Lately, I've been the person who's been rolling up with like, hey, did you hear that there's a beach in France where Garfield bones have been washing up for decades? I'm sorry, All right, what? Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so- there's, there's this Garfield phone. It's shaped like Garfield where um, a ship from China with all of these Garfield phones Mm -hmm. was lost at sea and has washed up into this cove in France and no one can get to it. And it is just leaking pieces of Garfield phones. There's just pieces of like orange plastic with Garfield stripes on it. Or like you'll find a faceplate or like the, the receiver and you just find like all these pieces and like, they can't get to the ship to like (laughs) stop it from getting into the ocean. Cause it's like way down there. So, like, people comb the beach, picking up pieces of Garfield to try to keep the beach looking nice, but it just keeps washing it ashore. That's so, that's, that is incredible. That, that's like, wow, are we sure we're not in the Twilight Zone? That is, like, unreal. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. It's, it's the wildest fact. I also owned one of these Garfield phones. I have one. Did you own any, did you own any Ninja Turtles, like? merchandise or peer i was gonna say peer like it's a trick you got you got any turtles do you got the turtles you got some michelangelo <laughs> how about some donatello do you got that and you you got that for me eh hey kids i'm looking for splinter <laughs> hey kids i got that i got that rare april o'neill stealing box <laughs> um the only turtles toy i remembered having i rem- i okay i had Remember the dinosaur ones where they were like in the, the like caveman times, yeah, and they like could ride on dinosaurs mm-hmm. and they had like saddles and stuff. I had a couple of those because I like dinosaurs, so you know, any di- a dinosaur is a dinosaur. I didn't really care too much about the turtle mm-hmm. on it. I just wanted the dinosaur. I think I still have it somewhere. Um, and then I had a VHS. Oh, nice of the '80s show. But hear hear me out. This was like a special, like kind of edited. VHS to go with this like talking teddy bear that would like plug into the TV and interact with it. So like there were like these segments with this guy in between just watching a regular episode of Teenage and Turtles where this guy would like show up and be like, "What's an eggplant?" and then like the bear would be like, "Oh, it's a vegetable." <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> it was you know like imagine Teddy Rux Ruxpin. Do you know Teddy Ruxpin? Oh uh, yeah. But he's beige and he has a purple shirt and he has like cables that attach to your TV like a game system. And that's my turtle collection. Wow. I had. um, So I I had an older cousin who was there for like the 80s craze. So I had a bunch of his hand-me-down toys. I had like the. I had like the four turtles, of course. I had Splinter. I had the. I'm sorry, everyone. My brain just turned off. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Austin? Austin, where'd you go? Uh, wow, I forgot the name of their truck. Oh, what is that called? I know it has a name. Is it just called the Turtle Mobile? It can't be. I called it the Turtle Mobile? Wait a moment. Let me see. I'm going to Google Turtle Truck. Turtle. Okay, so a lot of, I see a lot of things calling it the Tactical Truck or the Trash Truck. I don't. The trash truck? Does it not have a canonical name? I feel like it. It should, right? Tactical 
tactical Terratuga. I think it's just like, like I know it is a garbage truck. Like I know that that is like Donnie finds a garbage truck and like exhibit pimp my ride out of it. That's like how it came to be. But I swore I thought it. I guess I just assumed it had a name. I forgot because I was a kid. But yeah, it's the it's the eighties. It should have a name. Everything has a name. Everything has a like that's branding. That's money on the table, man. Um, I this thing says it's called the party wagon. Does its name change um, depend on who has the license at the time? <laughs> I think it does, because, like, the mid-2000 Nickelodeon seems to be the party wagon. Here's an old... Yeah, and the Michael... Okay, here's an old one. The Michael Bay one calls it the tactical truck. How old is this one? This looks like a collectible. This one calls it the party wagon, too, but I can't figure out what year this was made. Yeah, that's so weird. This is Any- very weird. Anyway, I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, everybody. I wait. Quick aside, I found a blanket that has a picture of a turtle on it, and it just says, "Just a girl who loves turtles." So if you want that on a blanket, <laughs> it's out there waiting for you. But I, I have all of that stuff, um, and then I remember. So do you do you remember the cur- the cursed live action show? Oh, yes, I do, because it crossed over with uh, Power Rangers. It sure did. I, I had uh, Venus, the lady turtle they made. Venus de Milo. Yeah, Venus de Milo, the, the cursed live-action lady turtle. And I'm not. she's not cursed because she's a lady turtle. It's cursed because they gave her turtle titties for no reason. Yeah, that's, Other that's than the so, biggest curse. <laughs> so you knew it was a lady. And I, she, I remember her... Um, her like ma- they all have colored masks everybody and i remember her mask was braided like she had hair and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't until like a week ago when again i started doing stuff for this podcast that i was looking at it, i was like wait yeah that's her mask she doesn't have hair she's a turtle <laughs> <laughs> it's, her but, mask is braided because it's feminine and she's a lady turtle and she has turtle titties on her she's shell turtle titties on her shell that's and that's not how that works <laughs> i get and i get like hey but she's not a mammal <laughs> and people are gonna be like oh yeah but they're mutated yeah okay but like they're still like tur- they're humanoid turtles not human if she was a human who became a turtle i give it to you i'd be like sure i guess <laughs> yeah like whatever it's fine i guess but okay but no like she's not turtles aren't mammals Turtles don't need tits. That's they don't they <laughs> it's just, they literally don't use them. There's no need. Yeah. It was doomed doomed from the start. Like because it didn't have like quite as big of a budget, everything like the animatronics just looked like hell. Like, oh yeah. The ones in the movie were like I think Jim Henson did the ones in the movie, right? Yeah, the first the uh, first movie they got Jim Henson shop to make them, which is why like every movie after like they didn't do that and each movie after it gets like dark it's it gets lighter in terms of like the mood but it's darker in terms of it's bad <laughs> and we don't talk yeah, about the third like by movie the, by the time you get to the third one the turtles are looking pretty rough and everything's awful they have like teeth they were like oh you know what they need teeth and that was hell <laughs> yeah i think the turtles just need to not have teeth because it's very apparent that the teeth are not attached to real gums, and it's an absolute nightmare. And that's just one extra thing you have to, like, 
control with your little have you seen footage of like how like, yeah, it... bodysuit animatronics like that are controlled mm-hmm. it's like a little glove kind of hand thing and you have all these buttons and you have to like move it while you're acting it's so wild jim henson's really the only company that does it yeah right. it really was um like i don't know in the first movie it was just like so well done i went back and I rewatched like trailers from the like I watched trailers from the movie and then I was watching like scenes from the movie and just like um so a lot of times for trailers uh they will have it won't be like the final voice acting cut it'll be like either the tryouts or just like someone from the crew standing in because they would just want like this scene to have something said you know the voice actors for the um movie like I implore anyone, I will try and find some of the trailer clips that I see. Actually, in the in the YouTube video, he has some of the trailer clips and then the scene clips, so just watch that. Um, the, the, like, voice actors for the movie were so good, and it wasn't clear to me until I saw, like, the trailer and then heard the voice acting, because, again, like, the movie came out a year before I was born, so I never saw the trailers. But, yeah, the movie... The movie stands up. Um, there is the unfortunate live-action show, which is meant to take place in the same universe as the movie, and it is bad. <laughs> um, I feel like what really kicked off Turtles for me was the 2000 series, though, uh, which was also just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as most of the series are named. And let me tell you, everyone, it is really hard to research a thing when everything in the thing has the same name. <laughs> well, that one was just, I feel like they just called it, they were like, TMNT is next on the Fox box. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, okay. that, that that's like, that is like how they would hype it up. And it was like, it was, it was, I think, of the animated shows, because um, there's the 80s one and then there's this one, essentially for our generation or like the two shows we were around. And I think that one did a better job of kind of like the like the movie like blending the serious tones and the like uh funnier lighthearted cartoon tones um like in the 2003 show they eventually end up like just straight up killing shredder they're like well he's gotta die this is stupid <laughs> he now he is just dead <laughs> um but yeah and i the thing that's the most Something that I find interesting is, like, that Eastman and Laird, like, they signed off on the 80s show, which kind of took all this off, and they, 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 like, regret it. They, in no short way do they, are they vocal about how much they regret it. Um, In multiple interviews and blog posts and everything, they're essentially like, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. It was so, the thing they hated was, like, how cartoony they made it. Um. They didn't think it needed to be that, like, watered down for children. Yeah, but, I mean, it was such a big phenomenon. Maybe it did, because around when it was coming out, there was already a lot of, like, controversy about, like, more violent shows. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think Transformers was, like, one that got thrown around a lot, and just, like, overall violence in kids' shows. So I think a lot of, like, the the toning down of Teenage Ninja Turtles was to try to avoid that conflict like to avoid like people picketing it and already in um like the uk they had to change the name yeah it was from the, teenage 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes. Teenage Mutant Heroes. Hero Turtles. Because Ninja. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff in Europe. Uh, they like edited out Mikey's Nunchaku for some reason mm-hmm. in Germany. Um, that just like was not a oh, thing. Oh, censorship like, in Germany is wild. <laughs> yeah, in the cartoon, I think in Britain and in Germany, he didn't have Nunchaku. He had like a grappling hook, which for some reason was less violent, and was called the Hero Line. <laughs> I don't know why that's less. I don't. I have no idea why a hooked rope is less violent than wooden rope but <laughs> okay um yeah it's like all right and then i think for the movie um if I, let me double check that i'm not misspeaking but i believe for the movie the same thing happened in germany where they uh edited out mikey's nunchaku again i don't i don't understand why like i couldn't find like but why why his why is that bad um i'd say like potential like it, it's weird that it was like the nunchucky were like the ones when like uh one of them has like little little sides little stabbies mm. like and he gets to keep his <laughs> i i cannot tell the turtles apart yeah he's like stab stab but it's like the two sticks on a chain a lot of times like when stuff gets like edited out or like censored it's because it could be like uh copyable like you know something a kid could find really easily mm-hmm. and like try to imitate but uh nunchuck is a weird one because like most people don't own those so yeah i mean i i will say it's like it is that was the weapon like my mom didn't like the most either because she was worried about me and my siblings like flinging stuff at each other like donnie stick fine uh Leonardo, he's the he wears the blue mask. He has the two swords, like two sticks, whatever. Um, again, the little the sigh for Raphael, like little little sticks. But I think it was the idea of like a kid finding a stick and then trying to tie it off to something and swirling it around. I guess isn't great. Yeah, that does make sense. I guess it is like something that you could like. Yeah, you could make one, and then that's a problem. Yeah, like on paper, I'm like, yeah, I guess like you a kid runs out in the yard and finds like a stick and then ties it to like a bed sheet and then starts flinging it around in the house and you're probably like whoa whoa there (laughs) (laughs) whoa kid let's calm down a little bit let's like let's watch my little pony (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah so the german one did also edit out the nunchuck they also threw in in the voice track a bunch of like cartoon noises during the action so it seemed Ah. less violent and like to this to this day, you can't watch it in German without the cartoon noises because it was like put in with the audio. Yeah, they just didn't like they didn't have like the foresight where like someday we're gonna want to maybe remove these <laughs> yeah. cartoony sound effects. They were so they were just like we have no budget, get it in there, release it. So it's just in there like still, but it's um yeah I don't know how how so you weren't you said you couldn't tell them apart. You weren't a big turtles fan. I was not, no, I just did, it just didn't gel. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'd think, like, after working in a comic book store for five years, I would kind of know Turtles, and I kind of do, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know there is Blue, Red, he's the leader. Yeah. And then Purple, and Orange? Yep. Uh- is the last one orange? Ha <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah, they they're originally gonna have Japanese names 
but they couldn't settle on names that sounded authentic enough, which, given that they are two white guys, thank God. Looking at you, Marvel. You could, oh, God. Um, what was it? Akira? Oh, his... Yeah, uh, I... It's Akira something. It's something Akira, because he couldn't resist that using Akira. The current... What is he? What is his position at Marvel right now? The He's, he's like the editor, right? Yeah, he's like the big, big editor boy now, isn't he? Yeah, which is like... C.B. Sabolsky. C.B. Sabolsky came the big editor, but I was like, so anyway, I used to be big Japanese guy. And everyone's like, you thought now was a good time to tell us that? <laughs> yeah. And then he didn't get fired. He sure didn't. Which is wild. He like pretended to be like an Asian man named Akira. I want to say, what was it? Yeah, my head says like Tokasaki or something just like very like, yeah, that's those that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Akira Yoshida. Yosh oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh. And then he didn't get fired, so the head editor of Marvel right now is a man who pretended to be, he's a white guy, pretended to be an Asian man for a long time. Very long time. <laughs> he, and like he was like, ah, uh, yeah, this guy only talks to me. And I guess at that point, yeah, no one questioned it. No one was like, he only talks to you? <laughs> and then there's like that one incident where like someone was talking to C.B. Sobolski, but it was just like a... They're not CBS to Akira Yoshida, and it was just like a translator who was at the office. Yeah. And just nobody clarified. It It was just, it's wild. So a uh, cool thing I found out while looking into this stuff, that the first licensed product for Team MT was not toys. Really? What was it? It was a tabletop role-playing game in 1985. <gasps> 1985? Oh, how crunchy is it? Uh. It's very crunchy. I found the PDF, oh. everybody, and it's like percentiles for how much you weigh, and it's it's 1985 Palladium Books. Um, it had original illustrations from the comic and by Eastman and Laird, like throughout the uh material for it, and it's you could be, it was like a large list. The characters were like um mutated animals, like you rolled on tables for like, are you uh zoo animal or an urban animal or a wild bear or a wild bird so you'd roll on that table and then like under urban animals like dog cat mouse rat and then like zoo animals are like lion tiger leopard and then you rolled for like your cause mutation and then your the organization that caused mutation like was it a military organization or a crime organization and there was like like your weight determined your growth step and your mutation and it's listen y'all it is crunchy as heck. I have not determined. It looks like Palladium Books no longer has the license for it. So I don't think you can buy this anymore. Um, But I, I don't want to. If there's a way to go buy this book, if you're interested in it, I will figure it out. But I, it so far, it looks like Palladium Books let go of the license because it was too expensive. So you cannot buy it anymore unless you find like an old copy somewhere. Um, or you find it on the internet but i do not promote stealing someone's work <laughs> so yeah we're not gonna promote piracy on this podcast no do not uh -huh. please don't pirate it if you if you want to play it do not pirate it i found some screenshots of the book is where i got my information from um from someone's like listing trying to sell it uh on the internet so please please don't go steal it <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, so 1985, Palladium Books made this uh, 
tabletop game, which is a year after the comic came out. So that's how big it was that this company reached out to them and wanted to make a role-playing game. Um, and they made supplements all the way up until 1990. Wow. The book, the Palladium books actually hated that the cartoon came out because it killed their industry for the role-playing game, which from what I can tell, it was pretty popular. And then the cartoon came out and they're like, yeah, teenagers aren't going to want to play this anymore. Because it was so... Because now this is a thing thing for kids. Yeah, they cut the license up until 2000, and then they let it lapse. And they talked about restarting it after the Michael Bay films, but that never Mm -hmm. took off, really. Yeah, those were bad. Are we going to talk about those at all? (laughs) Uh, We can. (laughs) What is there to say? They they do look like turtles. They do look like turtles. Um, Um... Megan Fox is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I have nothing against Megan Fox. She, I'm sure she is a fine human being. I don't know. Maybe she's not. But what grinds my gears is they were like, yeah, so we'll get Megan Fox and we're just gonna make her act sexy the whole movie. And I like, to me, I'm just like, but what if you just let her act? Because like that she can act. She can act, and it doesn't fit April O'Neil. Like that's never been the character. So it just like really got to me that they wouldn't let her just like happen to be a woman who's attractive in a movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's on Megan. No, at all. I don't. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Michael Bay because he made her do the exact same thing in Transformers. And it's even creepier in Transformers because she's like meant to oh. be a teenager, right? If I remember right, I think so. Like, is I can't remember if Sam is like a college kid. I don't know. He's still living at his parents, but I am too, so I can't really <laughs> talk. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old she's supposed to be. If she's like supposed to be older than him, but I was like, there was this thing I came across online once that was just had the script for the movie. And, like, in the script for Transformers, like, the scene where, like, Sam finds her, like, working on the car, there's nothing about it that was, like, she's supposed to be sexy. Like, the script was written that she was, like, a lady fixing a car. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's all on the director. Right. <laughs> He's not a great dude. A great... <laughs> I don't think that's on Megan that she played a bad April. I think she just had nothing to work with. I think she did the best she could with what she had to work with. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a role written for that kind of art archetype of like sexy lady. I will say uh, the fir- I saw the first film. I arguably have not seen the second from Michael Bay. And the trailer, the trailer for the second one was good because it had uh, Bebop and Rocksteady in it, and right I... had eighties music. <laughs> if you play eighties music in a trailer. I'm just automatically there. So, like, the trailer for the new Wonder Woman, like, I found the first Wonder Woman movie to be really boring, but, like, the se- the trailer for the second one absolutely slaps. That is a great trailer. I just keep thinking about it, because, like, it's got, like, that 80s music, but it's, like, incredibly epic, and it's, like, if you play an 80s song in a trailer, you just got me. I can't say if the movie will be good, but, like... <laughs> but you're there. I-, I, love- I love those 80s tunes. Yeah, that's... Uh... I can't if they play if you play ninety music for me that's my like oh I'm seeing this movie okay I guess oh that'll get me too yeah <laughs> yeah the first movie like okay so I saw the first movie for free like I was visiting mm-hmm. my mom and it was on HBO or something and so I was mm-hmm. at home watching it for free on break from college like drinking a beer and that experience of it wasn't 
bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's very okay. So the other, the last, like, back to the comics. Uh, I'm all over the place. I just keep thinking about no the turtles. Um, so I know earlier we talked, I talked about how they were also inspired by, ooh, not Cerberus. No, yes, sir. Cerebus. Cerebus. <laughs> Cerebus. Um, issue eight of the Ninja Turtles original run uh, featured a character from that book, and that book sold 135,000 copies. Ooh. In nine, that is in uh, 1986. 1986. Boy. 135,000 copies? Are you kidding me? That's incredibly impressive. <laughs> Like even today, that's incredibly impressive. That is, like from from a no name publisher. No name. They you know? like Mirage was just like we like I said earlier, just Eastman and Laird in their living room. I don't know if they were still in their living room by 1986, but one hundred thirty five thousand. The so in two thousand, I'm pulling. Let me pull up in two thousand eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider Man seven ninety seven, which is like. This is towards the end of Dan Slott's run. Everybody, Dan Slott's a big Spider-Man dude. Um, he, he has the longest run on Spider-Man, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has the longest run on Spider-Man ever in the history of Spider-Man. 797, I think, is the first build-in to the end of his run. That book, it sold like 130,000 or something in 2018. So that's Spider-Man after... Marvel has become easily the biggest media maker in the country. Yeah, it's like, you know, this is this is post um Tom Holland Spider-Man too. So like people people love Spider-Man. It's one of the best-selling books out there. Yeah, I mean right now. I think Spider-Man is probably it's more than a household name. But this, <laughs> despite all of that, the Teenage Ninja Ninja Turtles in 1986 Teetle Turtle Turtle Ninja Turtle. Uh, I just can't like, despite all of that, one hundred thirty-five thousand copies. Like, that that would be like breaking news in a comic book store today. Yeah, that like that would be like a comic, like an independent comic. So like, just something that someone local has made, rolling in and selling more than anything the big two has made. Yeah, like, and the big two in comic terms is DC and Marvel. Yes, BT dubs. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was just owned by those two as them doing their own thing and they were able to do that like i'm i'm frankly like i think about like did they need to go to this did they need to ever sell to this toy company like that's huge that i mean okay granted i don't know how much money these two have now they definitely don't have it if they don't get licensed but i think it's incredible and the fact that the turtles are mostly remembered for the goofy, like you said earlier, it's like the goofy 80s cartoon and mm-hmm. the live action movie, which, again, is good. A lot of people remember, they're like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. I'm like, it's a good movie. Uh, no, yeah, it is a good movie. It's so interesting to me because the Turtles, like, the Ninja Turtles were such a part of my childhood growing up that it always throws me when people don't know just like them, even. Uh, and when they're pulling numbers, like, they were the highest grossing independent movie in the 90s until 1999. Um, I saw one fact. I've heard one factoid before, and I was have not been able to confirm it independently. So I don't know if this is true, but someone was telling me that they were the highest grossing 
game on a Nintendo console that wasn't a Nintendo licensed property. Oh, so like the home version of the the Teenage, which is not a super great game. No. It's very hard, but <laughs> um, all games were very hard back then. But there's like a part in that where you're like swimming through the sewers, and if you touch the walls, you just die. It's impossible. The home version of the arcade game that came out on the Famicom and then in America, like the NES. Um, I was to- I I was told by someone while looking through this stuff that that was the case. I hadn't been able to find it, so I don't know if that's a true fact, but it is like, I mean, I would believe it. There's something about the turtles being, one, they're like animal characters, so they hit that mark. And then they like pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? Yeah, pizza was really big in the 80s. That's when pizza became pizza. what it is today. <laughs> like, pizza was such a, like, just a household thing. I mean, the Ninja Turtles were on Oprah. There's a video. I'll we'll link this in the show notes oh, too. Oh my god! There's a video of the Ninja Turtles, like people in Ninja Turtles costumes, on Oprah, and it's like the goofiest thing that like Oprah asked them like, "Oh, do you ever wish April was a turtle?" And they're like, "We keep trying to get her to have an interspecies relationship, but she's not having it." And then Raphael's like, "She can't hold her breath long enough." And they have a shot of <laughs> they have a shot of like kids in the audience like. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like that's just like a major point of contention in the Turtles fandom. Like, should April have a relationship with the Turtles? And we don't have an answer. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> they get pretty close in the cart in the CGI Nickelodeon cartoon, where like I like for a long time they hint at her and Donnie having a relationship, and then and then they introduce Casey. And like, okay, the human boy's here. We're saved. <laughs> <laughs> the human boy is here. We don't have to worry. We don't have to answer this unanswerable question. Because when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah, like, they're in love, like, whatever. <laughs> and you grow up, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it sometimes feels like Casey is exists, so they don't have to answer that question. Yeah. Was Casey in the comics first, or was he introduced in the cartoon? Casey Jones, uh, who, every, he's a character in the Ninja Turtles canon. Um, he's an Stephen Amell. He Steve, Stephen the, Amell. In, uh, in the movie, <laughs> he does exist in the comics, and he in the movies he's about he's about that bad. In the like in the movies, he's arguably the most violent character. Like he he just finds like any quote unquote criminal and just like beats the ever loving crap out of them with like baseball bats and hockey sticks. That's that's his thing. Yeah, he's he's got a hockey mask. <laughs> does he have roller skates or am I? confusing that was shown in bat from that's shown in uh, that paranoia <laughs> paranoia agent he, it looks like he could wear like him wearing hockey skates wouldn't be out of line but he does not wear skates okay so i'm thinking of shown in bat the is he the antagonist of paranoia agent is there an antagonist in paranoia agent the short anime series by satoshi Kone. who knows i don't know but yeah, so he's in the comics, and he's pretty much the same. He finds, like, like kids. It's, like, kids like in the street, essentially, that, like, purse snatch and stuff. And he's like, well, time to beat the crap out of you with a baseball bat. Oh, my God. And that's a better uh, <laughs> person for April Hall-Heel than a turtle. Yeah, clearly. There's not a lot of options. It's, like, there's the turtles. There's, there's the rat. Other mutant. <laughs> yeah, there's the rat. But he's, like, really old. At least he was a person once, but he still is a rat now. <laughs> 
oh, so that's that depends on which canon you go with. If he was a because because oh. there's somewhere he's a person you became a rat, and then the so in the movie and in the comic he's always just a rat. He was a rat that got mutated with the turtles. Um, oh, but in the oh, which there's a dark horse book run which Eastman and Laird have said is not canon, where he's a person who becomes a rat, which is. Mm-hmm weirder to conceptualize and then <laughs> in the 2003 animated show is that what happens i'm pretty sure that's like the most common most i, I can't verify it. i haven't done any <laughs> no no so no. I, i'm pretty sure the most common is that he is and i think this is like the original cartoon because my brain mm-hmm. is like supplying original but i think he was like like a japanese man who was like a villain to the or not a villain a fighting the shredder and they knew each other, mm-hmm. and then he becomes a rat. Right. So, um, I'm not gonna start throwing out names because it, that doesn't matter. But essentially, what happens in in like quote unquote official canon, as a po- as according to Kevin Eastman at this point, because Laird sold his rights to the Turtles to Eastman because he's just like wanted out. Um, yeah, he was done. But splinter yeah he was he's like listen i got paid we they made a cartoon i'm not into it enjoy (laughs) um i never want to see a turtle ever again (laughs) i hate them he's like at the beach there's a turtle and he's just like "Ah!" screams i mean he pretty much said that and uh let me pull up this quote in so in 2012 um he said this on his blog uh, had I, uh, again, speaking solely for myself and not Kevin, been making the key creator decisions for that first animated series, it would have been very different. Among other things, there would likely be no Morana Kinchman like Bebop and Rocksteady. The Shredder would have been seriously mal- malevolent. April would not have been a reporter and constantly not need to be rescued by the Turtles. The Turtles would not have been so ridiculous as Social Pizza. The Shredder would not have been one of the... The Shredder would not have as one of his businesses, a restaurant called Ninja Pizza, I mean, come on, and the show would not have had a bad <laughs> joke or gag every five seconds, which, like, I totally get that based on, like, their comic, but yeah. kind of like we talked about, I'm like, I don't know if they make it. Like, I think they still be making the comic, maybe. Like, it, the comic clearly had some success, but I don't know if they're something I talk about on a podcast or if it's, like, I'm in a comic shop one day and I'm like, what's this book? And they're like, the Ninja Turtles. It's from the 80s. Oh, a weird 80s book. Got it. Yeah. It's like, without the pizza, what are the turtles without pizza? I, pizza feels so iconic to me. Like, it's interesting. Like, the whole pizza angle, like you said, just kind of happened because it was the 80s and pizza was, was, like, hot. Like Really big. <laughs> I have a question. Which came first, the Samurai Pizza Cats or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in their pizza-related iteration? Do you know what Samurai Pizza Cats is? I do. And that's a good question. Well, the yeah, I don't, okay. The Samurai Pizza because that came out. If it came out after the, uh, like, the nineteen eighty six is when the toys got made. So if it came out after eighty six, then the turtle was first, at least in their pizza form. Oh no, the show, the first miniseries was nineteen eighty seven for the turtles. In nineteen eighty eight is when they got the thirteen episode run. And they released the toys right before Christmas. So if Samurai Pizza Cats predates that, then it they may have been first. 
but I don't know when they came to be because it also I think Samurai Pizza Cats is also something else that like happened like right before I was born. Yeah, so um, Teenage Mutant Turtles is actually a couple years older than Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats are like the original, which is uh, Kato Ninden Teon Teandi Teandi and uh, Japanese came out in. Uh, 1990 and it ran for just one year so it's not a very long series at all but yeah uh in that show they live in a pizza restaurant <laughs> like so they like get like they're like these little mech cats they're kind of like ninja inspired mm-hmm. and they get like they i don't know if they were i can't remember if they work in the pizza place Pizza's or not, around. but like they their base is this pizza restaurant and when they have to go like fight whatever mm-hmm. crime they like get shot out of the pizza place like rockets (laughs) (laughs) it's wild but yeah like so that was could have potentially been inspired by teenage mutant ninja turtles and i just don't think without pizza that they would still be like as culturally relevant i think that was really what kind of helped it become solidified in the consciousness of a whole generation of kids that have not given up on it they're still super into it yeah i mean the turtles which i really respect still going hard today i mean they just had the not just but there was the ninja turtles batman crossover which slapped the it was really rad yeah (laughs) the comic slapped the animated movie for it slaps they just did a power rangers teenage mutant ninja turtles comic crossover which i have not read yet but i'm sure it slaps uh Waiting for that animated crossover, please, please, <laughs> please, please, please. I mean, there's like a there's a new Rise of Team MT cartoon on Nickelodeon. Technically, Michael Bay still has some time to make another live action movie. I guess <laughs> maybe he should. Maybe he should. Maybe someone else should. Maybe Michael Bay should just never make a movie again. I think the Ninja Turtles are really cool, obviously, and. I think everyone should go watch the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film. It's it's better than you remember. I think it's a good time. It's something to pass the time in this pandemic we're all in. Yeah, or sit down and watch the original cartoon with your family, if you've got family. Or just watch it alone with your dog, if you have a dog. And if you don't have a dog with your cat? If you don't have a cat, do you have a guinea pig? Or do you have a turtle? A ferret. Do you have a turtle? Oh, a turtle! <laughs> that's it that's the joke (laughs) uh yeah i think that's the joke (laughs) well thank you so much everyone for listening to the second episode of secret mystery of nerd histories i got the name right this time uh so our music is provided by freedom trail studio um i did the art i'm a graphic designer hello um my twitter handle is at batman and sobbin S-O-B-B-I-N. Austin, would you like to share your Twitter handle? That's such a good Twitter handle. I've never read your your Twitter handle because I just follow you. Thank you. I switched it when Damien died. you remember that? I do remember when Damien died. (laughs) Uh, That was a stressful time in my life. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm I'm Austin. Uh, I'm just on this podcast. Brenda's a superhero, y'all. She also produces and edits the podcast. Um... But you can find, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can. I'm at nightau26 because I'm not as good at naming myself as Brenda is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, cowabunga, dudes. Eat a pizza. <laughs> <laughs>